Hi, and welcome to the Media Side of Things podcast. My name is Alex, and I am the host of this podcast that you're listening to right now. Uh, this week we have Julian McKenzie uh, of, uh, I, I would list his titles, but he has too many. Uh, he's a very busy man, but he's also a very talented man. He's also a very nice man. Uh, he was generous enough to give me an hour of his time to talk about his new show, The Chris Johnston Show, hosted by Julian McKenzie under the SDPN banner. Uh, it's a really good show, and like I said, he's a really, really nice guy. Uh, we got to speak a bit about his journey into the sport and how he fell in love and then fell a bit out of love with it, and its uh, he's a joy to talk to. He's a really, really nice bloke. It was very early for me to get on this call, uh, but... He was very generous enough to give me some of his time, and uh, this is the first week of interviewing each member of the Chris Johnston show. Next week, uh, I'll drop it now. Uh, we have Chris Johnston on the show. He also has been very generous, and that'll be recording pretty soon. I've wanted to have CJ on for a while, and having Julian on as well is an absolute dream come true. Uh, so, welcome to the first half of interviewing each member of the CJ show. Uh, but without further ado. Let's listen to this man tell me about his life. Let's, let's bloody get bloody get over here. Get in the podcast. Come on in. First off, dude, thank you so much for getting back to me and and, and coming on. And I sent you a DM at my time, twelve forty eight, and you responded at twelve fifty, and that made me feel loved. So thank you for filling <laughs> my my quota for the month of feeling important. But more importantly, thank you for coming on. Uh appreciate you uh inviting me on man and appreciate making your day when i did i didn't realize i responded to your direct message as fast as i did i try to i try to respond to direct messages just periods but uh yeah i'm i'm, I'm happy i made your day so that's that's also an indication that everyone should go and dm you because you will respond no don't do that <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't flood my DM. (laughs) All nine of the people who listen to this podcast are about to spam you with hello. Nine Uh, is good. It's better than five. That's true. That's true. I'm I'm not charting number one in Canada, to be fair. Uh, Unlike (laughs) someone on this call. That's wild, bro. Like, like, seriously, like, I, at first I saw that the, the the CJ show was, like, number one in Canada for sports podcasts, and I thought that was cool enough. And then, like, one of my friends who, like, doesn't even, like, know anything about sports, like, sent me a screen grab of the podcast, like, being as high as it was, like, in Canada. Like, I, saw, I just saw, like, a screen grab that just said top shows, and I just thought, like, okay, like, we're just noticeable in Apple Podcasts. And then I saw the list, and I saw number one, I was like, oh, shit i've never it's, it, it, i don't want to say it's been like a dream but i've always wanted to be associated with something that charted on a podcast and i wrote i even wrote it down as like a goal of mine for this year to have that happen so to end up having being a part of a podcast that's like number one on apple podcast in canada is an absolute honor and i thank everyone who's been listening to the show to this point on every platform that it's on right now to help us get to the notoriety that it's at yeah it's 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 really good stuff uh, i also realized i haven't actually introduced you uh but if you want to introduce yourself please feel free <laughs> oh my god hi guys i'm uh i'm julian mckenzie uh i do a lot of sports stuff in all seriousness i i am uh, the host of the chris johnson show i uh i'm an editor at the athletic working on their nhl side i have a podcast with uh, yahoo sports as well called zone time where me and a few of my buddies from hockey twitter talk about hockey and i host a montreal canadians podcast for the montreal gazette called hockey inside out uh yeah that's basically what i got going on now and i unless you want to get into it there's a whole backstory on how i got to where i'm at now but yeah it's it's a lot that is what's crazy is your whole backstory is literally this whole podcast it's it's the whole (laughs) it's kind of the whole point so It's it's, it's it's good to know it's on hand um and I mean, yeah. Before we even go any further, uh, congratulations on the CJ show. Uh, it's thank you. Reception's been fantastic, and everyone I've spoken to seems to enjoy it. Um, I was, was it wasn't as late for me, but there were those people who stayed up very late uh, for the announcement episode uh, before anything even got announced. Uh, and I was on the uh, I was on the the Steve Dangles Discord that whole time uh, monitoring that. It was like. 8 p.m. for me or something but it was still fun to be a part of Um, yeah it was cool to like 
kind of hop in and out of the discord and, and just uh like just kind of see how everyone was reacting to it like at one point i think like early in the evening like i was waiting to to be on the steve dangle podcast for the announcement episode like it was supposed to be at one time and i think cj was late to getting to to the studio where they record so i was just like sitting in the chair that i'm sitting in right now i was like i have nothing better to do let me just go see on discord and everyone's like yo what time's the podcast dropping what time's the show happening are they recorded i'm just like tell go and everyone's like predicting what the announcement's going to be and i'm just like just kind of just there just like a fly on the wall and sometimes just chiming in i love like chiming in on discord like the community over there is like crazy like, i i said on, on the podcast straight up i didn't realize that like steve dangle and and that whole crew had all the following that they had like enough point where enough to a point where you have like over a thousand people online on a discord sharing memes talking about steve and the podcast and it, it's really impressive and then they were talking about you and uh it's so they will stop talking about you now uh, <laughs> it's wild <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I start with the same question uh, pretty much every episode, but uh, how did you get into the media side of things? Okay, so um, I've wanted to be in sports media and broadcasting and just sports media in general since I was in elementary school. Like I buy like, or like elementary school yearbook. Uh, I remember writing down that I wanted to be like a journalist or an author. And then in high school, I had like a little like blog for myself that i would just like write posts about whatever i wanted uh and like my friends i'd share it on facebook and my friends would read it and be like oh this is cool stuff then uh when i went to in quebec where i'm from we have this thing called cjep which is like two or three years in between high school and university it's like a pre-university thing i feel i have to explain that because if i just say cjep you're just gonna be like what the hell is that i don't know what that is right so absolutely i I, (laughs) <laughs> exactly that's why i have to add that disclaimer so yeah i did that uh i took my first ever journalism class when i was there and i wrote for uh the school newspaper at the time i went to a school called marionopolis and then the paper there was called the paper cut so i was writing there then i did my undergraduate studies at concordia university in montreal and uh i was writing for the newspaper there called the link I was doing school radio stuff uh yeah, just doing a lot of like cool stuff covering university sports and 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 doing radio and then uh, i did a grad degree at syracuse for a year and that was just like an insane insane experience just going to the best communication school in the states and being around people who are all about sports uh and are really good at what they do like one guy was uh we weren't in classes together, but like we ran into each other. Uh, there's a commentator who does a lot of basketball and football. His name is Ein Eagle. His son, Noah, I think was like two, it was like a, like a second or third year student. He's like really good. And now he, he does radio play by play for the LA Clippers in the NBA. Now he's done, he was doing summer league games uh, like when he was still in university. So like, that's the type of caliber people that I was, I was getting to rub shoulders with at Syracuse. And I was interning with, um, the local American hockey league team there, the Syracuse crunch. And that was a cool experience just to work with a hockey team, uh, meet all these different people. Uh, the current lightning GM, Julian Breezeball was the GM down in Syracuse. So uh, I got to meet him a few times. A lot of people in the office were really amused that our names are very similar as well. So yeah, that was, that was a fun, that was a really fun experience. And then after that, uh, I graduated, went back to Montreal and, uh, was just, interning and not really interning but just getting all these different like freelance gigs and was doing broadcasting with mcgill university was working at the cbc for a little bit was writing for hot uh habs eyes on the prize and sb nation blog and eventually made my way to ctv montreal a tv station where i was uh, a weather guy for about like three years which was a really yeah it's really weird i was a weather guy for three years it was fun yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Uh, you, whenever I would go to the store and older people would see me, they're like, "Hey, you're the you're the guy from TV." I had to go through that a lot, and my mom and dad were really. I mean, I think they're they're pretty happy with what I've got going on, but uh, they were especially happy to see that I was on TV, and their friends could also, you know, take delight in the fact that uh, I was on TV as well. And yeah, but it was it was a really fun time. I knew it wasn't the end goal that I wanted, but doing tv i gained a lot of experience from that and through that i was able to do stuff with uh in the montreal gazette whenever they had their their hockey show hockey inside out which i now host 
uh, Yahoo Sports. I started getting into contact with them around that time. And uh, Watch Mojo had a podcast with them called The Water Boys. And throughout all that, too, which I think is just really, this is another reason why I really want to be on this podcast as well. Because it's really funny that you had a podcast, you have a podcast talking about the media side. Me and my friend Tristan Damol, uh, we started a podcast called The Scrum Podcast. And initially, our goal was to present, like, you know, people in media and get a sense of why things are, uh, especially in Canadian sports media. Uh, we have done uh, 105 episodes. We're on hiatus right now. I don't know if we'll, we'll come back because we're both really busy. Also, you'll never guess who the last guest was of that podcast before we went on hiatus. Oh, no. You'll uh, never guess. I'll never guess. Was it you'll, me you'll, and you'll, I you'll, didn't know it? No. I mean, <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can guess, but I'm just saying you'll never guess as like a joke. Uh, 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 Amel Delich? No. Because he was my favorite. I would guess. Who? Come who? on. You, you don't have uh, to think that hard. Uh, Chris Johnston. Yes. He was the last guest we had before we went on hiatus. Yes. So it was really funny how that the last podcast of of a passion project that I had uh, is with someone who I now host the show with. And in between all that, I I started uh, being around the Montreal Canadiens and getting to report on them. And, uh, you know, whether through the Montreal Gazette or for Yahoo Sports or the Canadian Press Newswire uh sometimes in a capacity for ctv as well but uh yeah and then earlier this year uh the athletic approached me about working with them and one thing led to another and now i work at the athletic and i'm sorry i'm boring you to death with this very long story about how i got into media but it's a very long story and i didn't even go through all every single fine point of it i just tried to give you a coles notes version you haven't bored me i i just woke up 20 minutes ago so uh, that's 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 why I'm yawning and there are little Zeds appearing next to my head uh, as I as I, I doze off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah. Look again. Also, that is literally the whole point of this podcast is to to talk of course. about uh, your your journey. So it's fine. Um, it's very odd that we that you had a passion project that's also my passion project though. So. Uh, yeah, I think it's you know. super hilarious because, like, that podcast was, like, that was something that, like, me and Tristan started when we were, you know, I, I think I had, ju- I had just finished university and Tristan was in his, like, final year of university. And we had always uh, told ourselves, you know what, we should do a podcast together. When we were both at the Link newspaper together, um, he, he actually uh, pushed the idea of the paper itself to have, like, a sports podcast. And... You know, it's still going on to this day. It's called the Press Box Hat Trick Podcast. Uh, it was cool. We got to talk to a whole bunch of different, like, uh, university athletes. Uh, and we eventually moved up to people of a higher scale. Uh, the last episode I was on, I uh, we played, like, a three-minute – I mean, that's how long the interview was. But I had an interview I had done with, uh, with Larry King, and we just, like, played it, like, in a part of the episode. So yeah, that was it. We did some really cool stuff on on that podcast. It was really it was really cool. But Tristan and I, we had developed that rapport from doing that show together, and we were like, "Yo, we should do a podcast." But we don't want to do like a show where like you know just general like general sports topics. Like it has to be specialized in something that will make us stand out. And we decided to just focus on you know people in media and talk about what's going on in the sports media landscape. And we talked about layoffs. We talked about uh, we talked trying to think about like uh like different people in media who we liked and and people covering which sport or that sport and people we just were really into and one other thing that was really cool especially considering where we're at in quebec we provide the the uh, perspective of the french side as well tristan is like a francophone but like he's perfectly bilingual but like he's more tapped into what's going on at lds or tva like the french language networks in quebec and it was cool i think a lot of people we didn't have like the biggest audience, but the people who noticed were like people who were also working in media locally. So the fact that we were able to get those people to listen to our podcast is I'm, I'm still humbled and honored about that. And it was, it was really awesome to, to go through. So the fact that like we had the scrum and now I'm on a, a podcast, which is essentially trying to do the same thing is like super, super cool. Uh, keyword trying. Yeah. Uh, I'm giving it, I'm giving it a go give it a good guy hey man look it's better than nothing there are people who say they want to do 
process like, like i want to do a podcast but like maybe they do one episode or they just they just don't get around to doing it you're actually trying to do it so you know i say trying but i mean you're you're, you're actually doing it you're, you're filling my quota for feeling appreciated again julian you, you're too good to me there's a lot more of that where that came from <laughs> i'll keep this call going for longer then um well uh you know, you've, you've been in the business for a while. Uh, and also you mentioned like elementary school, you were very much uh, ad- aspiring to be a part of it. If there was a moment where maybe you'd been working in media for a bit and you kind of took a step back and went, yeah, this is for me. Like, is there a moment that stands out to you as the defining moment that, that solidified everything you had been working for? Um, I feel like there's a few. I think like what's been going on like this year with the athletic and and covering the Stanley cup final with the Canadians that I think like that could easily be that answer. Um, Getting into Syracuse again, big communication school, rubbing shoulders with all these great people meeting all these great Syracuse alums who've gone on to work at like Fox and ESPN and all these other great places could also count. For me, it was 2015 when I applied for a contest from Sportsnet where they were essentially looking for the student journalists to um, send in content and whoever had like the best, like either like an article or like a multimedia project or anything like that would win like a $10,000 scholarship essentially. So I applied for that and I won and it was cool. It was amazing. I got to meet the then president of Sportsnet at the time, uh, Scott Moore. And uh, we, he took me around the building of Sportsnet in Toronto and I got to meet a bunch of different execs and some of them, I still like, they still know who I am. Uh, And it really opened my eyes about what the business is like. And I think it really reinforced the fact that one working in sports media is definitely for me. And two, it, it gave me, it gave me hope that like I could carve a career for myself. Cause I, I, th- I still think if I don't get that opportunity, I'd probably, you know, work in news or I'm probably still doing weather somewhere. And, you know, maybe it's a lot harder for me to, to work in sports. I didn't even mention the fact that I was also interning for a sports radio station, um, TSN radio in Montreal. Uh, I was there for like two years on and off as an intern. Uh, yeah, I was doing all those internships and stuff, but like, I wasn't sure if it was actually going to lead to anywhere, but getting the opportunity through Sportsnet to one, have an article published on their website to money that essentially ended up going towards my grad studies and three, uh, having putting names to faces on Sportsnet personalities and execs, uh, in this business, we know how connections are able to take you from one point to another that I think that gave me a big leg up on a lot of my other peers. And for myself, just an opportunity, I think I had, I think going into, I knew when it came, when it would come time for me to enter the job force, I think I'd have a slightly better chance than a few other people. And that all stems from just meeting all these important people and trying to foster some kind of belief of the, for them in me uh for what i'm able to bring to the table and there you go that's uh i had no idea about that so i mean it's very much sportsnet is i mean just from like an outsider perspective is so much like it seems like king not to shit talk tsn or any other uh conglomerate i'll keep the rest of my here's 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 what i'll say about that um because I have good relationships with both networks mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. different capacities. So uh, I'm not going to say one network is better than the other. I'll say that both of them at this current time serve different purposes, but they all have unique uh, reputations among people in Canada. So I, while I think from the outsider perspective, I completely understand why you would think Sportsnet is king. Uh, TSN is like, you know, it, it, it is where it is for a reason. You know, I think both networks are outstanding places. Uh, it seems, again, from my outsider perspective, because I technically don't work full time for either of them, but they both offer a lot of uh, different programming and, and opportunities for people who want to work in media to aspire to. So, yeah, I, it's too long, didn't read. Sportsnet and TSN are just two giants just 
constantly jockeying and jostling each other for a position there's no one true king but then again that's my view and other people might tell you differently it's very good legalese there julian it's very very bipartisan can you, t- <laughs> can you tell i'm walking the tightrope <laughs> you're doing a very good job i'm so trying you're, you're gonna get two paychecks for exactly the same amount slipped to you um i'm happy for any bit of money unfortunately you're not paid for this uh other than in life experience what i know life experience do i get exposure at least definitely not not on this show (laughs) no he's leaving my podcast guest it's weird because i know you can still hear me because you have bluetooth headphones also, this works a lot better if this is a video podcast. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's recorded. But I actually got up and left for yeah, those yeah. listening. I got up and left. It was funny. It was very funny. <laughs> um, and I know you want me to explain to you why it was funny. Um, no. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to. What? They, people don't like that? <sighs> I'm kidding. I don't know. I was just doing something dumb. Anyway, sorry. I'm not hijacking your show or anything. My bad. No, I would encourage it. Please, you're a better host than me. Uh well, you, you're from you're from Montreal. Um, yeah, and, born and raised. And I know there's a much bigger story uh, to your Habs fandom or lack thereof. Um, but I assume you grew up a Habs fan at least. So my hockey fandom was like very weird because like when I was really young, watching hockey in Canada, like you know you, I mean even if you're in Montreal, like you're obviously getting the Canadians, but like the Leafs are on, the Senators are on. So when I was really young, like. I didn't necessarily like I wasn't like a Habs fan. I, I liked watching the Habs, but I also liked watching the Sens and I liked watching the Leafs to the point that like my mom would like buy me these like jerseys for like the Leafs and the Sens. Not like like legit ones, just like these random like bootleg ones. Uh there was like one time my mom ordered uh these Leafs mittens from uh this cow from the store called Avon and uh i was like wearing these like leafs mittens to school one day and this one kid saw that i was wearing these leaf mittens and he took them off and he threw them up in this vent in school yeah it's like the reverse Why? it's like because he was just like a mean kid yeah <laughs> so yeah that was that was weird but like that happened uh so it's kind of like a weird like Ring, weird version of the hockey sweater. I don't know if you're familiar with that story. You should look that up if you're not. It's a cla- it's up. a Canadian classic, like, <laughs> like it, it's part of Canadian lore essentially. But yeah, um, essentially, like growing up, like pre lockout in '04, I was just kind of like all over the place. And then after that, I was like, okay, like I'm in Montreal. I guess I should pick a team and not cheer for everybody. So I guess I'll cheer for the canadians and then uh before i left for uh for the states actually um honestly like i like my my fandom kind of waned after the find the pk suban trade i guess because you know it was just cool to see like a black player do well in montreal but it was always just kind of weird that the team didn't necessarily like embrace him as much as I would have liked, and I wasn't like the only one who felt this. It was just inter- intriguing to see like other people who were like me who just kind of noticed that. So off of that, I was just kind of like, okay, like I think I'm just gonna have to like distance myself for a bit. Plus, I was gonna go to America for a year where I figured I wouldn't be getting involved in hockey at all. So I figured it'd be a lot easier. And then I interned for an AHL team, so there went that. <laughs> but but uh, like I ended up coming back, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm not gonna. I have an interest in like, you know, working in hockey media or just sports media in general. And like, why not just be bipartisan and and not necessarily like cheer for the Canadians, but also like, you know, I know what I know and I want to know more about the Montreal Canadians. It's better off for me that I'm not like a fan in any way. And just like, just try to be like down the middle or, or have opinions, but also not have them rooted in any bias in fandom. So the long answer to that is I'm not a Canadians fan, but the more I work in hockey media, it's probably appreciated more that I'm not a fan of any team. 
I it, it definitely works. I'm so sorry. Give me one second. My cat is trying to rip a painting off the wall. He's sorry before. That's okay. Be right back. That's okay. That's okay. I'm sorry you had to catch me in my my tracksuit pants. I, I'm wearing sweatpants myself, so that's okay. We're living the high life, Julian. We oh, really are. Oh yeah. Big money. Oh man. Um. Uh, you you mentioned uh, PK Subban, and again, like I get this very interesting outsider perspective uh, on a lot of things, because a, a lot of hockey, especially in North America, is sort of influenced, obviously by itself, and it's sort of a, a feedback loop a lot of the times. But when you know I'm outside of an outside of that whole sphere, and it's it's both a positive and a negative because I miss a lot of things, and it's harder to actively and passively engage in like the hockey community. But like from a extreme outsider perspective where I didn't grow up with hockey, I didn't get to experience like the fandom of a team as a kid. PK has so specifically done so much for the game for outsiders. And like like for myself in particular, like the, the, it, it was very like, just I, I went into hockey being like, okay, a lot of these guys are very reserved. It's not like other professional sports where there are big characters and then there was and then it's 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 this breath of fresh air that uh obviously was was dampened and that that trade actually happened pretty much just as I was getting into hockey like very early stages where I didn't quite get it and like there were some massive deals that happened very early in my my hockey tenure I didn't quite understand the consequences of anything um but then looking <laughs> back on it I was like yeah I just kind of thought that was that was funny and, and weird and and now I'm like if that happened today with with you know the amount of dedication I have a, I have a fucking ice hockey tattoo like I'd freak the fuck out uh man like so. dude that day that I don't know if you realize but that day PK Subban got traded from Montreal to Nashville that's like like that that wasn't just like oh that was just like the one trade that happened Bro, the that 30 day. minutes that 30 minutes it, it, of that of... was like the most intense thing i had ever experienced like i was in the middle of packing my stuff to because i was leaving for america like the next day and i remember like just like seeing my phone and being like oh wow taylor hall for adam larson that's a that's a dumb trade why would anyone want to do that and then the pk Subban trade i was like what they're doing this and then and the like with all this signing as well What's, what's funny, I was like, man, with all this movement going on, Steven Stamkos has to go somewhere. <laughs> and then he stays in Tampa. I'm like, well, there goes that. Oh, man. <laughs> that, that was wild, man. That Around that time, I, I, I got to pick my fandom because obviously I'm not... I didn't grow up in any place with a team, unless, of course, Sydney has a very secret team in the NHL I don't know about. Um, but... I, was, I picked Tampa, um, and I was like, "Fuck it." Good it choice. Seemed, seemed like a fun team. It's turned out very well for me. Things good have, for you. <laughs> things have turned out very nice for those following years, except for that one year. You know, talk about. Um, but yeah, oh, that's, man. That's right. it's blotted out. We didn't make yeah. the playoffs that year. I don't know what you're talking about. Best regular the year season I was in history. In- the year I was at Syracuse, because uh, I'm, I'm sure you know this, but the Crunch, the Syracuse Crunch and Syracuse, the, they're the AHL affiliate of the Tampa yes. Bay Lightning. Uh, that year, the Lightning missed the playoffs, uh, but they tried like their damnness to make it because I think like they had a bunch of injuries on that team and they called up a bunch of guys from the Crunch to try to like help make that run to the playoffs and they very nearly missed. I remember uh, the guy who was like the play by the guy was the play by play guy for the crunch at the time. He now does radio for the Vegas golden Knights. And he was in charge of the interns, uh, the broadcast interns who would come in for the crunch every year. And I remember, uh, he interviewed me for about like an hour and a half, uh, just about getting the job. And I remember going in and be like, yeah, like, you know, I, I know this team has these guys and these guys, and I'm really looking forward to seeing Braden Point play this year and, and see him do his thing. Braden Point never showed up because they were so bagged up. He ended up just going, and he was also good too, ends up going to Tampa Bay. So I never got to see Braden Point play in a Syracuse Crunch uniform, but I got to see Yanni Gord. <sighs> that, he was good. That's a fresh he wound. Good. That expansion is, I, oh, I miss him man. so much. <laughs> I'm so a sad. Good player. I'm so sad. I miss uh, you so much, man. Oh, I give you a hug, dude. That's right. I'll, I'm gonna hug the microphone. I'm not. That's gonna ruin everything. Everything's gonna come <laughs> unplugged, and 
It's not worth it for the bit. But yeah, that I mean, the, I I follow Syracuse here and there, and that's very much like a. It's very weird. Everything's so connected. You're so connected. Look at you go. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not as connected as CJ, and that's a big reason why I wanted to do that show in the first place. I want to be in the know about stuff. I want to. I want to know, and and not be left in the dark. And like CJ is as connected as anyone who's in this business. So getting the opportunity to work with CJ and and see his connections and know what he knows, like I'm I'm spoiled. All I have to do is just like throw up a question at him. He's just like, yeah, this is what's happening. This, this, this. And I'm just like, I'm like 10% smarter now. Oh gosh. I'm, I'm, we'll, we'll get to some CJ questions. Trust me. Um, oh, yeah. And so, I mean, maybe not because you sort of picked your, your fandom maybe a little later, but I mentioned in this, I mentioned the same example and you mentioned you knew him, but when Mikey Stevens was on uh, a while back, he mentioned that Matt Sundin's 500th goal, uh, was a moment that sticks sticks out to him uh, as a big hockey moment uh, when he was growing up because you know there are those those fairy tale moments in the game every now and then. Um, was there a similar moment for you when you first started getting into hockey? Um, it was 2010. The Montreal Canadiens, as an eighth seed, went on this magical run through the playoffs. And in particular, it was a moment that happened in the first round where they were up against the Washington Capitals, who, uh, similar to what happened with the Tampa Bay Lightning a couple years ago with the President's Trophy winners. That year, uh, when I was in high school, actually, I was part of a theater troupe called Bardollers. We basically did these, like, Shakespeare plays, like, all the time. And that year, if it's 2010, then I was in 10th grade, I don't remember what play we were doing at the time. I actually know it. We were doing a musical. So it wasn't even with them. It was with, uh, this is like the same director who's in charge of all that stuff, but like a whole different cast of people. And we were, then that night, uh, we were on a show for that musical. I think it might've been Chicago. I think we were doing the musical Chicago. We were doing it the same night as game seven. And for everyone, and like, I wasn't in the musical. I was just like an assistant stage manager man yeah i was just yeah it definitely was a musical because all the people who were like around me were not like in that theater troupe but i was like backstage just making sure that like everyone was you know getting on stage getting their props and all that but there were like a bunch of people who were not like in the play all that long and they were trying to like follow the game but we weren't in the smartphone era at that point people still have flip phones so if they were trying to go on the internet it was like a whole process um in the third period of game seven of that first round series between the Capitals and the Canadians, it was still like one, nothing for Montreal. And at that point, like one of my, one of my, one of the, one of the cast members was like on their phone, literally getting play by play from everybody who was like watching it, I guess, wherever they were. And like when Dominic Moore scores the second goal, like my friend who's on the phone is like, he scored. And everyone's just like running up and down behind the scenes. And like, we're in like a gym, right? Or we're like in a, in a school. So like, you know, if you're in the auditorium, like watching the play, you're probably hearing like a bunch of screaming teenagers running up and down the hall as like the musicals going on. So yeah, even though I wasn't even watching it like at all, like that to me is like an insane moment because because I didn't think the Montreal Canadiens were going to win that series. There were people who thought they were going to lose in three. This is Alexander Ovechkin the Washington Capitals, like, that was a damn good team. And this was, I don't even think they had gotten the choker label yet. Like, they were still, like, early in their evolution as, like, a really good team. But for that to happen, that was just, like, incredible to follow. And then they went up against, uh, the Canes went up against Sidney Crosby and the Penguins. For some reason, I thought the Canes were going to win that series. Like, a lot of people just, okay, they're going to go up against the Penguins, won the cup last year, like, the, not going to do this again but i said like no they're going to win this series and lo and behold they win the series so we ended up in a conference final where there was the canadians and the flyers like a seventh versus an eighth seed and the flyers if i recall correctly were down 3-0 to the boston bruins and came all the way back from a 3-0 series deficit so you couldn't have had two more unlikely teams end up against each other in the eastern conference finals so yeah my my seminal hockey moment of my young life is a moment I wasn't even 
in front of a TV for. It was just how magical it was and how it made everyone happy and how ridiculous it was. But the Canadians 2010 moment, uh, the 2010 playoffs, that's something that will always stick with me. I had to, I did a, an oral history on it for, for Habsize on the prize last year. And I caught up with all these different members of the Montreal Canadiens who were on that team. And they were just telling me about the magic of everything and, and how cool it was. And it was great for me to just kind of relive that for myself is cool just for my own journalistic being, I guess, but it was also just fun just to be like a, a 16 year old, just to relive like that year all over again. That's, that's a better answer than I could have ever hoped for. I, I can also imagine people at that uh, musical probably didn't notice because they were also watching the game. I assume they wheeled in a TV just behind no. the front row. And no, there's no, like, remember again, like not like if this was happening now, you know, all it takes is like some dude to pull out a cell phone. They're subscribed to TSN or Sportsnet or whatever. And we're all like huddled around a guy like watching or something or someone has a laptop and they have a live stream and they're doing that. Like no one was doing that. Maybe people were finding like illegal streams back then. Not that I would do it because that's not what I do. Um, yeah, I'm not trying to get myself in trouble on this no, podcast. No, no way. I, I could but, very easily watch hockey legally in Australia. What are you talking about? Yeah, Pirate Bay. Never heard of it. Um, Yeah, but yeah, seriously, like at that point, like I, I don't think there was, I don't even think we knew that was even an option, you know, plus also we're high school students, right? Like how many of us have are subscribing to that stuff with our own money? Like I, I, if you're doing that, you must have been rich. I, I I can't say I did. So I thought. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, we're in we're in preseason now, and you're you're back in ranks. I saw you post that you read a game the other day. Uh, I would like to know that I'm very jealous. I haven't been in a nice rink in in months, and it's uh, it's I miss it. I miss the cold. I miss the weird bleach smell everywhere. Uh, bleach the, smell? Yeah. I, I don't know. What, what rink are you going into? Australian it like ones. bleach. Australian ones. That's what they smells like? I it's, don't know about that. That's, I think you got to be careful about these rinks you're going into, bro. They smell in a little weird. Oh, uh, fuck. I don't have the, I don't have a choice. I, I wish I did. Um, <laughs> but uh, we, we do have a few, like, storylines throughout the league that... Uh, Mm-hmm. definitely popping up uh main one is vaccinations it's it's definitely not the sexiest uh storyline because medical shit isn't fun uh but we do see more and more players and staff avoiding the jab because this that the other uh and something you you and cj touched on uh in the cj show uh is that they're forfeiting a lot of money uh you guys mentioned that tyler batuzzi uh was forfeiting like over almost half a million dollars and I think the the total number is is of everyone is over like a couple million dollars. It made me realize that for a couple million dollars, I'd put just about anything in my body. Um, <laughs> wow. I don't think there's a limit uh, on whatever I'd put in my body for a couple mil. Uh, but to piggyback off that, what what are your general thoughts on the unvaccinated players going into the season? Um. I'll start off by saying that if players who are not vaccinated have a genuine medical concern that keeps them from being vaccinated, I'm that's understandable. And you want to make sure that you're in a position where you're not harming yourself. And I think that, and that goes for other everyday people as well. That being said, if you're among those people, you should do everything you can to keep yourself safe and wear masks and social distance and ensure that you are not causing any danger or, or getting put yourself in positions to get COVID. For other people who are have no other reason uh, and should just get the shot and not keep society from, you know, restarting this whole process all over again because of a mutating disease. I don't know. I you have to give your head a shake as far as I'm concerned. Um, while I do, I, I know people are going to say that you know it's your body, your, which I think is ridiculous. People are bringing up the whole, your body, your choice thing. I think it's an absolute like insult to, especially a lot of women who have used that phrase to, you know, talk about abortions and, and, and the way that their bodies are being governed by, by older men who should have no business doing all that stuff. 
So the so Crimea River, uh, you know, to a 30 year old white guy who feels their freedoms are being threatened because uh, a vaccine passport is going to keep them from going to some bar they want to go to all the time. I'm sorry. I, I, I think it's just weird that people have uh, these apprehensions about the vaccine when they shouldn't have to. Uh, that's just the way I see it. But also thinking of myself, I'm coming from a standpoint where like before the pandemic, I was going out a lot, just going out working, being around friends. And, you know, I'm, I'm someone who I consider myself to be very touchy. You know, I love hugging people, love giving people dap and whatever. And that goes for friends and family. So when the opportunity for me came, when the opportunity came for me to get the vaccine, you know, at the beginning, I was like, oh, okay. Like, is this like cool? But then when I saw everyone else getting in, it was cool for everyone. I was like, yeah, you know what? Like, sign me up plus as a hockey media person someone who's able to go to rinks uh sometimes even go into the locker room or press conference room or however that works now uh i felt it was pretty important for me to to get jabbed and i think for players and that goes for every athlete not just in in the national hockey league uh it's not they don't just live in rinks right like they they want to go out and be around other people and they may be likely to spread COVID to somebody else it's for their safety it's a matter of of public health honestly so yeah maybe my my thoughts are a little bit more pointed but i i just think that it's imperative that as many people get the vaccine as possible so that way we're able to carry on with our lives as normal as we can there's going to be changes that will probably stand the test of time at this point because of uh what COVID has done to our society but i'd rather live in a world where we've beaten the virus as best as we can and fine maybe we have to you know i don't know how it works in australia i know australia at the beginning of the pandemic was doing pretty well with it but in in various we parts are, of canada like yeah we are not like, doing good now uh, oh that's not fun that's yeah. not fun man like because you guys like we're looking like it's crazy because like so many people who are looking at australia be like yo these guys are having concerts and we're still like struggling with covid and it's just weird to see how stuff has kind of changed now but yeah I, I my whole thoughts are just like you know if you can get the vaccine uh get the vaccine and just do what you can to ensure that you're not trying to spread the vaccine spread the the covid and just you know keeping other people out of harm's way that's that's basically my whole thoughts on it definitely not a hot take it's a very lukewarm take to agree to get vaccinated so i appreciate i mean there are people there are people who would like go on instagram or whatever and they'll they'll write messages about how you know their rights and freedoms are being threatened or uh how come covid you could still get covid if you're vaccinated like why is that a thing and the dangerous part about it is that there are high profile people who will propagate those messages and will send them out to their followers and people will go with that. I mean, we, we laugh all we want about Nicki Minaj and, and what she said about her, her, her cousin's friend and, and their testicles, which by the way, was a riot to take in when Trinidad and Tobago, like that was like, they, they, because of the fact that that claim was out there, their public health, department or bureau or whatever they took that seriously and they ended up calling it a waste of time but like stuff like that coming from people like Nicki Minaj or even a Kyrie Irving with what he's been spreading on the NBA or whatever's going on there like enough people notice and they they say hey if that person thinks that the vaccine isn't good for them I'm gonna do what they say people have to realize the the impact of their following and what they say and and how it could affect people and, and when it comes to this COVID vaccine like it's you know you gotta be careful yeah, it's we're, we're very. I remember like earlier in the pandemic how Canada definitely wasn't doing too great, um, nah. and I got I got to hear it from from all the podcasts I listened to, and I was like, ah, gee, I'm I'm glad we handled it well. Uh, we didn't. We just got lucky. Uh, now now we're back in lockdown, and it's 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 pretty miserable. Uh, I, I live alone, and my best friends live outside of my my bubble, uh, oh, so I can't. I haven't seen my best friends in months and it's like, just get the vaccine. I, 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 I don't have time. I obviously, if you can't get the vaccine, yeah, you, you, you like, if there's a medical exemption, absolutely. If you can shut the fuck up, if you can get it, shut the fuck up. And that's my argument. It's, it's better than any other way I could have put it in a lot shorter <laughs> too. Um, you, you do a lot. You have a lot of titles. Uh, just when you were introducing yourself, you gave you, it was three different 
jobs uh and that's three different podcasts three different po- just podcasts and you know you 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 know you, you're there you're an editor for the athletic uh you're the zone time host uh you do stuff with the gazette and if i've missed any please jump in because i'm sure i have uh but you're no stranger to odd jobs i want to jump back to something you said on on steve dangle's podcast i can see the pain on your face as i bring this up uh the oddest job you did apparently was when you were an intern for the bell street team at an edm festival you mm-hmm. and and i quote i had to be the dude for you like quoted? eight hours telling people hey you can get your hair colored standing outside in the damn heat telling girls like teenagers hey want to get your hair colored in this tent over here okay all right okay so Please for like explain. context like like <laughs> so there are these like kind of i don't know if they're i don't know what the material i guess they're kind of like crayola markers i guess and uh people i was working with that day you know if you, if you went in the tent they would like you know paint your hair like you know whatever color you wanted and we were just like outside for like eight hours just like doing that but like of course you don't want me touching up a girl's hair like coloring and whatever like i someone had to get everyone in so i had to be the the the, the sacrificial lamb because i don't think i'm i'm that particularly attractive but like you know why not sure, julian yeah whatever yeah you, yeah this face you look at my face and, and you definitely want to go be in a tent <laughs> and turn your hair pink absolutely yeah for sure but hey uh, for my troubles, I got to watch Iggy Azalea and Tiesto later that day. They, that I, was fun. That sounds, yeah, that's a reward. It's another Australian, too. Yeah, Iggy Azalea. Yeah, that, that's true. Iggy Azalea is Australian. It's a small world. It's a small world. It is a small world. But yeah, that was like when I was a part of that street team. Uh, so Bell Media is the giant like conglomerate that uh, TSN is a part of and other companies are in there and uh the street team dealt with the uh the local radio stations in montreal uh so like tsn radio we have a virgin radio station in montreal uh, a rock station under the uh the affiliate shome for example um so yeah that was just one of the many jobs i was doing there was like another time uh during a canadians playoff run i think in 2014 i want to say they had some of us take part in this like montreal canadians troop so it was just like these people who would wear like canadians jerseys and they'd go to all these different like sports bars or these other parts of town as the canadians were going through the playoffs and we're setting up these like hockey nets and like we get these kids to like shoot on nets or whatever and <laughs> and we'd be like posted up at like different parts of so like we'd be like traveling outside of montreal we're going to like parts like north or south of the city and we'd be posted up and you know we're trying to entertain people and like kids parents would like come around and they'd see me and they'd be like hey look it's pk suban and i'm just like oh my god <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that was wild i didn't want to bring that story up on the steve dangle podcast that time because it was supposed to be a happy moment and i figured at least the story i brought up was going to be like a bit more like you know haha that's kind of weird but funny that would have just been like whoa boy that was racist anyway the <laughs> cj show starts with chris and julian yeah yeah anyway oh, I, I told yeah so like posting a podcast with chris johnston and having him just talk about uh hockey news yeah nowhere close to being odd nowhere close that's uh that's definitely a jump that's definitely a um you've been you've seen the bottom and now you've seen the top uh maybe i don't know i just i've 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 been i've seen some shit i guess <laughs> you say with I've pained eyes <laughs> I've experienced enough and uh, just a lot of internships, a lot of sleepless hours. And uh, and now I'm at a point where like, okay, I have three podcasts. I edit for probably the best sports site in the world in the athletic. That's what I think. And I get to occasionally go to Montreal Canadiens games. Okay. I'll just, I'll just make sure I go to sleep and not overexert myself 
so that I'm fine. I'm I'm good, man. Like this is a lot better than what it was like at the beginning of the pandemic. It's weird because I will actively try and overexert myself. So I mean, I guess nah, everything else that, is bro. the same. I you know, I I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess like you're at the point where you can do that, but like just be mindful of your mental health and and don't just say yes to everything just for the sake of doing it. You know, just do what makes sense for you and you know, put the work in, but also. I don't think you have to put in as much work as you think you might have to. But then again, you know what? Like I, I have the mindset, you know, I might have to work twice as hard. I have to work twice as hard as, as some other people too, you know, but I don't know if everyone else has to have that same thing. I realize I'm kind of getting into a whole other discussion about um, not equality, but uh, you know, different access barriers to sports media for other people, you know, white people might get certain act, certain things that's, persons of color it's a little different for them but i'm not gonna spend the whole podcast doing on that but the essential point is is like work hard if that's what you want to do uh make connections if that's what you want to do as well uh but just make sure you take time for yourself and don't put yourself in a position where like you've worked so hard to get in that by the time you're in you're burnt the hell out it's more great advice from julian mckenzie thank you genuine that's i really nice I'm, I'm sorry that like i'm like going in a lot on like just just rambling a lot this podcast is gonna be like five hours long i hope it's not like i guess you know we all got stuff to do haven't even crossed the hour mark yet you're perfectly okay and also it's the place to do it and it's a great place to do it i'd love to have more conversations um well i'll i'll jump into the big one uh the cj show uh, congratulations again like i mentioned before you guys jumped to the number one spot in canada uh with your first episode for what it's worth I was number six in New Zealand hey. for one day after my hey. first episode with Amal Delich, which is pretty neat, considering New Zealand has all of nine ice rinks in the country. Uh, so, yeah. Thank you, New Zealand, for some reason. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It deserves a round of applause. Uh, how, how was the CJ show uh, pitched to you? How did that idea, how did it start and then... How to go to number one episode? Okay, so um, I want to say is we're we're coming up, I guess, almost on a year from when Adam Wild from the Steve Dangle podcast uh, gave me a call and was like, "Hey, we want to do a, a show," um, but they didn't tell me it was with CJ. They were like, "I can't tell you who it's with yet, but we want you to host the show. Like, we think you're really good at what you do, and we want you to host the show." And like, I wasn't even thinking like you know like what the fuck who's this adam wild guy or anything like that They're like no that's the guy from the steve dangle podcast like i'm they want me to do something in line with that guy like this i just thought that was cool and there was like one night i was out with like a few friends and i got a phone call from adam again and he's like yo so the podcast is with chris johnston and like some people in canada all right fine maybe he doesn't have the same notoriety as like an Elliot Friedman or a Darren Dreger, but like, he's still really good at what he does. And like, we, we were following each other on, on Twitter at that point, but like, I never met CJ. I, I, I didn't know who he was until like the ball kind of started rolling a little bit more. And we had zooms and we were talk, we texted, we even, we even recorded a pilot. Like I think like the like earlier this year. And we were like, okay, like this is going to happen. Like this is, this is, we're pretty close. And uh, I'm not going to go into why we were stopped, but we were stopped for a bit. And we kind of had to put things on ice for a couple of months. Uh, but what was cool is that even during the time when like we couldn't do the podcast and we were just kind of, you know, just waiting and seeing, well, we didn't even know if the podcast was still going to happen. Like CJ and I, we just kept in touch the whole time. Like we would we'd be texting each other uh, and just you know, just randomly talking about stuff or, or talking over the phone or talking over Zoom or whatever. We did what we could to just stay in touch. Like during the Stanley Cup final, like CJ was still at Sportsnet and he was going back and forth between Montreal. Well, he was, he was, he wasn't in Montreal yet, but I, if the series had gone to a game six, he was going to be in Montreal and we were probably going to meet up then. Well, of course, we know what happened. Tampa Bay won the series in five. Damn fucking right they did. <laughs> yeah so i didn't get to meet cj until like august uh so about a month ago i i think like i don't want to say it's it's like a month to the day but it's pretty close where like cj and i 
we met up when I visited Toronto for about a weekend and we were just talking and we both generally didn't know if the podcast was going to happen, but it was just cool to like meet up and, you know, just put a name to a face and, and get to know each other. And what's funny too is like, I expected like when we were going to be like hanging out, like, okay, someone's going to like recognize CJ and it'll be like, Oh shoot. Like someone's going to recognize CJ. We pulled up to this bar and this one guy next to us starts talking, but he looks at me and he's all like, yeah, like I'm a Habs fan in like Toronto and I know who you are. And then I recognize Chris and I'm like, Holy shit. Like <laughs> I didn't expect that, you know, like they recognize the whole other different city. And then with CJ, we we're just talking hockey the whole time. But uh, yeah, man, like it was just like a long process, but uh, to be involved with CJ is like amazing and to be involved with Steve and, and Adam and Jesse as well. It's been really cool. And like I mentioned before, like it really opened my eyes to how prominent those guys are in their respective sports ecosystems. So to get involved with all of them was a no brainer, I think for me and like, it's it's incredible and to, to be number one like i uh, like on the apple podcast charts like i know a lot of people were asking about oh what are we gonna be on spotify in a weird way it kind of worked to our advantage that we were only on so few podcast platforms because at that point everyone's just trying to like find the show uh yeah being on apple was like and seeing we were number one i was like wow like this is this is cool this is this is really awesome i know that you know that normally for pod new podcasts that start like they might have a hot start and then they might trail off a bit and then you're trying to find that beat and you're trying to find that groove to get back into it but i'll, I'll always treasure the hot start and uh it gives us motivation to just you know really keep it going and really keep it like fresh and entertaining and and cj and i know that we'll, we'll find our stride with each other like i think right now we're we're okay but like we're not I don't think we're at that point where we're like we're really like comfortable like yeah like that's gonna take some time but and we'll get there exactly it's i mean just as an outsider I've, I've loved the episodes they've been fantastic uh thank I, you like hockey insiders as as a concept is so interesting to me because there is the set group of people who know almost everything that's going on but for them to keep knowing they can't tell us they can't tell yeah. us who tells them anything. They can't yeah. say most things. But every now and then they go, here, everyone, here's your droplet of food. And we all fucking eat it up. Yeah. And so that's why I think this podcast is going to work, man. If it was just like, like if CJ was just like somebody who played the game of hockey and was like, yeah, I have thoughts on hockey. Like, even now, like between all the other podcasts that are out there, like that, that podcast exists. Not to say that what we're doing doesn't exist. Like 31 thoughts is very much a thing, but people, especially in sports media, they crave being in the know. They crave getting the information that's out there. And what CJ does, at least through the two episodes that we've done, he's been able to provide some tidbits on stuff that, you know, people in the general public who care about hockey might not have necessarily known. And I think as long as we just keep doing that and we keep presenting these storylines that maybe not everyone knows about, or at least people are, are talking about and want to know our thoughts on and want to know extra context, like I think the podcast is going to be successful. I guess you can run this in, you know, a few years if somehow the podcast like crumbles or whatever, but I don't see that happening. That's right. I'll, uh, I'll hold you to that. This is a binding contract where you have to do well now. So, no. uh, Hey, look, you know what? Put the pressure on me. That's okay. Oh man. Well, uh, actually as well, we, I very much support all the producers. Is Jesse producing it? Uh, as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, so Jesse essentially is like editing everything and like uploading it. So yeah, Jesse's our producer. Do you need to take that doorbell? Was that a doorbell? I heard a doorbell. I don't know what that was. I, look, the, whoever whoever that was, they got to wait. I'm doing a podcast right now, so <laughs> sorry. Yeah. I'm blessed. I'm more important than mail, probably. Uh, no, I, I think my sisters were just like ringing the doorbell, and one of them probably forgot their keys or whatever. I don't know. It happens. Uh, yeah, I didn't Je- even realize there was a doorbell. My bad. That's right. You got noise canceling headphones, probably. Uh, but it, Jesse seems like he's very much. Uh, the man of a million talents. Uh, so 
Send Jesse my love as well. He's a machine, dude. Like, like Steve is the face, and everyone comes to see Steve. Adam is the guy who, when if we're getting down to business, like he makes stuff happen. He's like Steve called him like Captain Phone Call. Like he legit is like Captain Phone Call. He's like booking meetings. He's send he's setting up stuff with sponsors. You know, he's doing all the manscape as obviously on on the uh, the SDP, but like. That's him. That's him doing it. Okay, now I heard the doorbell. I don't know what's going on. But again, they got to wait. Um, he, He's that guy. But, like, in terms of getting stuff out and the production side, like, that's Jesse Blake. Jesse deserves a lot of credit for uh, the way that he goes about things and 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 the the way that he's got all the, the SDP Discord going off, like, waiting for, for the new episodes, man. Like, dude is powerful and and like i remember talking to steve about jesse and he was saying how like you know him and adam like talk a lot and like jesse is totally fine with just like you know taking that step back and not necessarily being the talkative guy but because jesse doesn't talk all the time whenever jesse speaks up and says something like you have to take notice and nine times out of ten whatever jesse's saying is like very right very poignant and like you know it's worth obviously worth listening to so like jesse you can make the most you can make the argument and you can make a pretty strong argument he's like the most important member of the sd and the bn by proxy so yeah blake absolutely and to see him do well is really incredible it's uh i remember i was speaking to robert malloy uh who's like a big part of the discord and he speaks nothing but very high praise uh for jesse it's very much like he's a workhorse he does pretty much everything um well yeah one last thing uh before you go uh cj has very kindly agreed to come on an upcoming episode if not next episode so use this to lead into that what's the best thing about working with cj uh you know he's one of the best in the biz for a reason but but what what makes him the best his energy cj is like his he has an infectious energy he's somebody who tries to be upbeat and and positive and is just like a fun like down to earth person there are other people who you might see in the industry like if you're at a rink and you're you're like a young reporter and you see like i don't know like an elliot freeman like walk by you like you're like whoa it's elliot freeman the beard from up close is crazy but like cj is more like down to earth uh cool fun like of any of i think of genuinely of anyone of any like if you're putting like him, like Pierre LeBron, uh, Elliot Friedman, Darren Dreger, and you're telling me between those four people, you gotta you you can only take one of them for drinks. I'm taking CJ. CJ's that dude you want to hang out with and you want to just talk to and ask so many questions about the NHL, and he'll just be like, like fun like the whole time. Like he's he's his energy and and the way he's approached this podcast. That's been really fun like watching him on on the announcement podcast uh with with steve and the rest of the gang like he's all like man like let's get her going like i, I can't wait to to get this going like watching that for me i just felt such joy because i was excited about it i've been excited about it but to know that like he's been anxious and excited about this too i mean of course like it has his name on it he's the star of the show it'd be weird if he wasn't excited about it but to see him be as excited as he as he is, uh, that's the best thing about working with CJ. There you go. Well, uh, Julian, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I'm super grateful to have had you on. I, I'm, I'm loving the new show. It's it's fantastic. It's great stuff. So congratulations on that again. Um, yeah. All right. All the best. I'll hopefully chat soon. Thanks so much for your time, man. I uh, really appreciate it. And to everyone who... Uh, listens to this podcast and wants to know about the cj show the chris johnson show just subscribe wherever you get podcasts we should be up uh pretty much wherever you get podcasts now and that includes spotify so you don't have to keep asking either of us if we're on spotify or google podcasts we're there easy peasy awesome well thank you very much thank you so much to julian mckenzie for coming on the podcast uh he was a joy he was just a really nice guy he gave me plenty of his time uh he even dealt with my cat trying to rip stuff off the wall halfway through there um really really funny nice guy and i was 
so grateful he came on so julian thank you again uh, and thank you for listening to this podcast if you enjoyed it uh, please consider subscribing, following the podcast, but also consider giving me a follow on Twitter at MediasidePod or by personal at Alex Furolo, A-L-E-X-F-U-R-O-L-O. Uh, please also consider giving us a five-star rating. Us, it's just me. I'm the one guy doing this show. Um, but yeah, anyway, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day and uh, happy scrolling. Happy scrolling.